T-minus three, two, one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to T-Minus, the podcast presented by 321. I'm your host, Daniel. I'm the co-host, Nico. And I'm Clayton. Guest. So, So, last week, um, social apocalypse happened, and Facebook and Instagram went down. I believe it was on Wednesday. Have how did it affect, I guess, either your jobs? Mind you, Nico is the social media strategist here, and um, Clayton is the social is the digital strategist here and media buyer for Facebook. So it went down Wednesday, I believe, in the morning, and didn't get up until probably later that evening. It, it went down the entire day, I believe. So just jumping off, how did it affect both of your jobs? I mean, I was about to have a meltdown at home. I It took me like 20 minutes to even get one of my client's pages to load. And I I just hadn't yet discovered that there was like a, an outage or that it was down. So I kept thinking it was my computer and was ready to take my computer and just throw it out the window. So I would just say anger was probably where I was at with most of the day. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's always frustrating when you're trying to do your job and you're relying on, you know, something to be there and it's just not there. And then all the clients are asking for things. Yeah. It's always when they're asking for the most, yeah. too, is when you have, you know, 10 campaigns to launch in one day. That's when it happens. That's yeah. when things go down. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's something that we can't account for, really. Like, things just happen. And I know not only, you know, our clients are worried about it, but it's it really holds us back because we have multiple accounts that we're managing on. Uh, especially Facebook and Instagram, which are literally the two largest social media platforms to my knowledge. So, yeah, it's a really big deal. It's a bigger deal, I mean, not for people who are, like, casually using it. It's for the businesses, really. Like, I know they were freaking out, too, but businesses, it's a, it's a really big deal because we're spending, you know, how many millions of dollars every day on Facebook, you know? So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like if a whole entire TV network went down back in the 90s. Right. That's basically what it would be like for an entire day because that's how much ad revenue goes through Facebook on a daily basis and Instagram. And WhatsApp was down, but that has nothing to do with advertising. So Right. Nor here nor there. But from a business standpoint, it did affect our business because we couldn't get things up and running, Right. Um, from a organic standpoint, being able to engage with our customers and our potential customers, and also advertising in general, right? We had, I think, 12 or 13 campaigns we had to launch on Facebook and Instagram on Wednesday, and we couldn't do any of it. We couldn't even set them up because they kept going load errors. Um, and ironically, the way I found out was on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, like, nothing was loading, and I was just like, Maybe it's my computer, so I went on my desktop computer. It wasn't working there either, so I, I, my first go-to is go to Twitter and see any outages or whatever, and then you see the uproar of Twitter people saying, yeah, Facebook's down, Instagram's down, and then you see a bunch of celebrities complaining as well, um, and influencers or quote-unquote influencers having right. a conversation on Twitter for the first time. Z-list celebrities, aka influencers. Um, Yeah, I mean, when I first discovered something was wrong, I was actually on my personal account, and I was trying to comment on a thread, and it kept erroring out my comment, 
And I was getting super frustrated because it was my own thread that I had started. So I thought that someone had reported my post. And sometimes when it does that, it doesn't notify you, but it'll still show you the post even though like it's about to be taken off. So I just tried like six times and it was like, will not upload your comment, will not upload your comment. And I like switch over to one of my business accounts to pull something up and it wasn't loading. And I was just like, oh boy, this is going to be a day. Um, and it's, you know, it's always hard too when like you're the expert, but you're only like the only thing you have to say to the client is, well, Facebook and Instagram are down today. And I feel like when people hear that, they're just kind of like, no, like fix it though. Like make sure it's not down. And you're just like, yeah, the thing is I can't actually. Let me call Zuckerberg real quick. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So specifically for you nico you're the social media like strategist here if facebook and instagram go down for the day that directly affects what you do for the entire day i was just looking at every pending task on my schedule just like can't do you uh can't nope 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 okay uh yeah so i don't know what i'm gonna do today other than just keep trying um and giving it my best and not have like a rage attack on my technology at home um but i mean yeah there really isn't anything you can do it's super unfortunate especially for us and the way we operate in our social capacities with our clients currently we don't operate on a super strong like twitter strategy We don't have like one client where I would say like Twitter is their primary mode of communication with the outside world through like social networking. So that makes it even more difficult because if, you know, even if we had one client who we were operating just their Twitter, it it would be different. But only communicating with your customer base through Instagram and Facebook, it's an entire day that you're just not able to even put out a message like, hey, we're experiencing technical difficulties. We'll be right back. So from a social stra- from a social strategy, we always say that you should like champion one or two, right? You shouldn't be that diverse in them because then you kind of dilute your message and you only have so much yeah. time in a day that you can't be on all of them and do well on all of them. Agreed. Isn't this an example of one of the cons of doing that as well is saying I'm basically putting all my chips on Facebook and Instagram and if that goes down, what happens? Well, and a lot of it, too, is dependent on the resources of the brand or the client. So, like, Nike, for instance, has, like, an entire department, both in the United States and probably various throughout. So, uh, globally, right. Globally. So, they have a team, dedicated team, who even knows how large that team is, for each social media network so like for them this type of thing is obviously huge but also at the same time they're able to communicate through different networks just like um instagram and facebook also have a pretty big twitter presence so they could still put out the messaging which is how people saw that through them like hey we're down today um but yeah i mean i do agree that it isn't great to put all your eggs in one basket it's really hard to spread it out and be successful on all of them. But also there is a reward in if you have the resources to be successful in all of them, then like it does pay off in these particular situations. Like for Clayton, we have our portfolio for media is 
anything and everything we can advertise on, right? Yeah. So for you, it's just like, okay, Facebook, Instagram is down, which specifically for that day, we had a lot of campaigns that needed to launch on that specific platform, but you have Google, you have Bing, you have analytics you can do, you can dive mm -hmm. into BI. So yeah. for you, it's just like, hey, that doesn't work, okay, I can just shift gears and go somewhere else. But for most of our clients for social media, it's we mainly use Facebook and Instagram for majority of our clients, and if that goes down... Yeah, I would say all of them. Yeah, what's the crisis management? Like, again, yeah. I'm not saying Facebook and Instagram are going to go down tomorrow and always be yeah, off. no, for sure. Right, but this is a conversation, I think, that needs to be had to say if they, if they start gradually doing that, like, what's the next medium to push towards... Specifically for you, Nico, what's the, what would be the next medium you would push towards to start regaining the type of engagement with the audiences that you would have? It always depends on the client, but right. I, I mean, I, I would obviously, you know, I would love to champion for Twitter. I do think it's like a great platform. It's just so elusive right. that no one's really sure. Like, I don't believe anyone actually has a successful formula for being like super, super great on Twitter because it's so dependent on who follows you and what someone's interested in like you could say like oh well wendy's like they did it they're so genuine and they are like funny but like that could never work with every brand and not every single person cares about wendy's some people just get on twitter for like cnn and you know news, updates and news right. and things like that so i would say if you can find your niche within twitter that would be the most ideal i mean it's a little difficult with social media just because there's such a like a they're they're run so heavily by such a like in terms of organic by such a few amount of accounts or a few amount of social media channels that it's like oh what can we do beyond facebook and instagram it's like mm, they kind of run predominantly everything in terms of organic i mean even the way we as just like coworkers in an office like we probably predominantly use instagram or facebook yeah. And Twitter. Like, I use Twitter. I'm not popular on Twitter, but, like, I use it. So yeah. that says a lot about what our consumers or what consumers are also using. Yeah, I mean, the way I like to look at it is not from, like, platform specific, especially when we're talking about audiences and, our, and customers uh, for our clients. I, I think it's so important to just define who they are, know where they are, and why they're there. So not being, like... Because we, we technically know where everybody should live, right? So when it's a visual thing, you probably want to be on Instagram, right? It's strictly images and videos. Uh, for Facebook, it's good for conversation. It's good for a little bit of everything. And then you have you know Twitter, which is directly engaging with uh, your customers. So ideally, it's it's spread up among all of those. And then when something goes down, you just need to know, you need to have like those champion fans that will follow you wherever you're at. So that's why it's important to you know have email lists, to have, you know, other places where your customers connect with you that way like if they're diehard fans and they're diehard for your brand they're going to follow you wherever it is whether it's facebook instagram the next thing that comes out um so yeah i think that's really the most important thing to be you know to talk about when something goes down it's like what are we what are we doing to prevent this from hurting us it's like are our you know are our customers love us enough to where they're going to be able to follow us somewhere else are they willing to do that are there things that we're doing you know to like say hey look Facebook's down. Maybe Facebook goes down for a whole week. 
you know, I doubt that will ever happen. But if it ever happened, right. you know, it's like, hey, we're on Twitter now. That would be or, the apocalypse, well, I think. Yeah. Like, well, it's I, preventative, you know, measure for that kind of thing. And I think as long as you have those diehard fans and you have multiple ways you're connecting with them, you're preventing yourself from getting pigeonholed to any one thing. Well, I also think that it's – I'm not going to be arrogant enough, and I think every agency shouldn't be arrogant enough to think we know where they're going to go. It's yeah. being reactionary to where they go, right? Because it's organically going to happen. So, for instance, Facebook and Instagram tomorrow just cease to exist. People will find another platform to migrate to, correct? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. They, they just will. Like, everyone just started migrating to Twitter for a day, and it just happened. And most positive, if you look at Twitter's engagement, it probably spiked Do on Wednesday. you think maybe Wednesday. if we just got rid of Instagram and Facebook, we could get, like, Vine back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely make that trade. Do you think we can make that trade happen? I think that's what TikTok is now. Yeah. For, for 12 year olds yeah um but you know what i mean like for us it's being reactionary to it like why are, we're not going to dictate where people go they're going to organically go there we just need to make sure we, we keep an eye on them and be like this is where your audience is going this is where we need to be now right we can't yeah. we're, we're not going to dictate that at all we didn't dictate who used facebook we just saw who used facebook and well, then we took advantage of it well and like clayton was saying i think that's a really good point you brought up about the emails and just the way you communicate like when on Wednesday when that happened one of the accounts that I follow is free people and that's a place that I shop I probably got twice the amount of emails I normally would from free people that day and they weren't necessarily telling me that any accounts were down like I think I get one a day from them and like I think I ended up getting two that day and it just kind of I feel like that's another way for a brand to just kind of like assert themselves knowing like hey we're not going to be able to put out a post that you're going to see on Facebook or Instagram but we are going to like send you another email with content that would be interesting that you would want to maybe click or like look at so don't forget about us today basically um so i mean there's ways for brands to do it even if even though emailing we don't really consider technically social media but but it's It's like social media adjacent so you know it goes along with it so i do think that there's other ways you can like still continue communication that doesn't combat the problem at all your your businesses might lose money and i think i I think that youtubers have actually a really good formula for this because when YouTube announced the demonetization thing and became more of censorship of content and who gets money, who doesn't get money, who's shown on the first page and trending page, who's not, a lot of YouTubers realize that they're too reliant on a platform that they have no control over, right? Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. what they all started doing was creating their own hubs, driving traffic from that platform into their own owned website that has con- more content on it driving subscription up, driving email generation, so forth and so forth, to be able to collect that data and collect those customers just in case YouTube ever ceases to exist that they were not reliant on. And I think a lot of businesses can take from that saying, Facebook and Instagram are a great tool, just like any social media if you use correctly. But we can't rely on the platform itself. We have to rely on it as a funnel to not as an end result, but to actually get value out of it so you can own it. Own that value, own that data, own everything else. Because on Facebook and Instagram, you don't. It's yeah. on that platform. If that goes away, you have no engagement data. You have no remarketing anymore. You can't export any of that information. But if you can funnel it into something that you own, yeah. 
then it's valuable at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the core of building strategy, right? It's it's Correct. not being yeah. pigeonholed to one software. Mm-hmm. Like if we're just a Facebook ads shop, like that doesn't do us any good. It doesn't because what happens when you know Facebook takes it in house or what? I mean, you know, God forbid something like that happen, right? Like we don't build around one thing, and we don't we know that there's value in every single social media platform. And if people enough users are on it, there's ways you can engage uh, actively with with your customers. And that's what it you know brand building I think is really important. Um, stuff like that uh, from a higher level. It's like looking at the high you know the overall overarching goal, right? It's not like oh I want to gain you know ten thousand Instagram followers. Just sometimes clients really request something like that, which is kind of arbitrary, right? It's not really right. a value directly, but there is other ways where it's like okay, do you want to build your following? Right, that's a, probably a better question, you know, to ask. Yeah. Or but request to ask. The, the second question on top of that is, who owns that following, though? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you have a million followers on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, fantastic. If that goes away, you don't have any followers anymore. Yeah. But yeah. if you drive those people to a subscription list or an email or e-commerce or whatever, and you're building that list up, then does the following really matter on social media? You know what I mean, Nico? Like. Does that 10,000 people on yeah. Instagram matter if you have 20,000 people on your email list that you got from Instagram? Well, and right? it, I mean, even when you just think about it in the terms that you've laid it out, which is, it's almost like you're, you're really just like borrowing the followers at that point because they're just, you're just using them on the, Correct. on the platform that you have them. And is that as effective as like an email list that, that like are people who've like taken the extra step to like give you their email and I'm not saying an email list is better than like a follower account or whatever but it does go back to like what is the strongest part of um of your brand and if it's going to resonate outside of social media because yeah you could have like 10,000 followers but that doesn't necessarily mean that these are 10,000 people who are like ride or die for your brand they're just like following your account like I follow a lot of accounts that I don't think I'm ride or die for their brand I just kind of like their aesthetic for scrolling like for me following is a soft retention of passive customers to be honest with you right just to to me yeah to me they're still top of funnel but the people that are like brand ambassadors those are the ones you you can talk to directly via email via you know messenger whatever it is um you can have a conversation close to one-on-one with them and you know influence in that and from that aspect but from top level of following and liking on instagram and facebook that's just a funneled version or filtered version of people that might be able to spread your brand a little further yeah that's it so you're i think nico has a good point you're borrowing you know customers at that point to just spread your message and to retain them to know your top of mind but your database technically is more valuable than any of those yeah yeah, I think it's a good point to bring up something like free people emailing you more than once during that day because they probably assume like, hey, what happens if we cannot post on social? Like, what happens? What do we do? Right. How do we keep you know positioning is a super important like almost like a social science when it comes to brands, right? We don't really know how to quantify it, but we're just making the the best next you know step when it comes to something like that. So maybe it's like, hey, what's email just to make sure that our core customers know that hey, we're still here, we're still going to be in your your head, you know. Um, which is something that you know we have we think about a lot with especially our tourism client a couple of them like we want to make sure that we're in the customer's brain on multiple steps multiple channels and multiple parts throughout our funnel like we're always trying to have more touch points 
which you know social media is only one you know one channel is only one touch point it can provide a lot but the more we can spread it out the safer we are down the line and that's what makes the data valuable and it's just good to to think too like you know i don't know why do we assume too that instagram and facebook are the end all be all like we really can't i know it's super far in advance to try to think about like what will be dictating in 10 years or 20 years but the way we communicate in 10 years could be completely different the way that we take in social media could be completely different so like as you were saying and as you were saying earlier putting all your eggs in like these baskets and thinking only of your strategy in terms of like these particular networks is so dangerous because a you stop being a forward thinking company or brand and b you're not considering that communication and the way that we communicate with one another is always rapidly changing and we have it has evolved so much even just in like the years that i've been alive like and probably the years that you've been alive like and definitely the years you've been alive <laughs> i'm just Appreciate kidding it. <laughs> i'm, I'm not just that kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding but you know what i mean it's changed a lot and it's crazy just to think about how much it's changed and how much it will change. And yeah. we have to always be ready to embrace that and not be so steadfast in just holding on to what we have right now. And that's a good balance, though, right? So proactively being reactive, right? So you're not rely- you understand not being reliant on, tech- on one technology, but a variation of. So like you said, it's like portfolio for investment. Like you're not relying on one stock. But at the same time, we, again, don't need to be naive enough to think we know where everyone's going to go and how we're going to communicate. Like you said, you have no idea. None of us have no idea how 10 years we're going to behave because it organically happens, honestly. Like QR codes are supposed to be the next big thing of how we you know, interact with things and all it is is a ticketing system now. So for us, it's like let's stop guessing and let's just – observe how people start engaging with each other and we just need to be there because that's how advertising is where are the most people that i'm trying to talk to and how do i get their attention period no matter what medium what vehicle you're using and i think nico has a great point of kind of how she looks at even social media is it's just a tool for her to use her, her philosophy is very different than just facebook and instagram and twitter those are just tools for her to use now it could be anything else in the world in 10 years but her philosophy and how to engage with people will stay the same yeah those things don't change exactly will change always but yeah and you just interchange out the tools we do the bottom line is to connect with your customer to connect with your client or connect with whoever it is that you want to connect with and to make sure you're doing that in a genuine way and it sucks when you feel very at least in our field we this particular episode we all work in like a social media capacity whether that be through paid or through organic so i feel like we all constantly have um you know facebook and instagram like shoved down our throats because those are just the primary modes of how people operate on social media but you know it is good to to forecast for when things could go awry and also just like preparing your clients i feel like that's something i didn't really consider when this happened um on wednesday like how do you talk to your client about it because it seems so like for for if i was like slacking you i'd be like facebook sucks can't believe it's down but like talking to a client like they don't on a lot of times they're relying solely on you to operate 
all of the functions of their on like social business so you're just kind of like okay how do i talk to them in a way that's assuring them that this is going to get better but also letting them know that you have absolutely zero control over it yeah but i think also that's our job is to create safety nets for them as well right you know what i mean like and that's what we talk about in this whole entire episode is creating that safety net to understand things can go wrong it's technology right we get a lot of good out of it. We get bad out of it. And we get, you know, issues that we have no control over. But we also aren't stupid enough to be like, there's no safety net for us to fall under how to advertise or how to get new, new business because that's not going to change in the next 30 years. It hasn't changed in the last 30 years. So, like I said, marketing is marketing. Advertising is advertising. It's just what vehicle you use. 